0: From Kenner's Star Wars collection, each sold separately, large-sized Darth Vader with his lightsaber. Princess Leia, champion of the rebel cause, with her defender, Luke Skywalker. You can swing him into action on his grappling hook and load Chewbacca's laser crossbow. Star Wars large-sized action figures up to 15 inches tall and ready for action. Large-sized Darth Vader, Chewbacca, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, each sold separately from Kenner.
1: Will you
2: get on with it? Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys podcast, a discussion about Star Wars toys of the past, present, and future. This is our 14th episode. My name is Jason, and joining me tonight from I grew up com, the OT curmudgeon, Tom. Hello, Tom.
0: Good evening, Art.
2: Good day. Hello.
0: Good Hi, everybody.
2: <laughs> Hi, Tom. How's it going?
0: Going good. Going good. good. Ready Ready for another great uh, great podcast.
2: Also joining us tonight from JediBusiness.com, it's Chris, a.k.a. Chris B. Hello, Chris. What's up? Hello, everybody. From Bendoms to the Black series, he collects them all. It's our good friend, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Also joining us tonight, our very special guest co-host, author and super collector, Gus Lopez. Hello, Gus. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Thank you so much for uh, joining our show tonight. Listen to your podcast a bunch of times. so I'm really excited to be on. Great. Great. Remember, you can contact us at galaxyoftoys at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash galaxyoftoys. Look for us on iTunes, Stitcher, Smart Radio, or any place where you source your podcasts. Tonight, our topic is going to be the vintage Kenner 12-inch figures, also known at the time as large-size action figures, which were up to 15 inches tall. This line, I Believe started around 1979. Gus, do you know is that is that about when this line started to hit? I think they did hit in 78. 78.
3: Yeah, there were a couple of the figures were out in 78. I remember Luke was one of the early ones. Um, I think Luke, Leia, and Vader. I'd have to go back to see which were the first. Mm-hmm. But, but they were
2: out pretty early. Uh, w- at the same time as a little bit after the small figures. Okay. Tom, did you uh, did you have any of these any of these 12 inch figures?
0: Uh, I had an R2, and I had, I believe, the Chewbacca, but uh, the other ones I did not have, but to make up for that, I had uh, some neighbors that lived across the street. They were about my age, and they had all of them, so it was kind of like I had them, so I was definitely uh, playing with them. These were really great figures. Ryan,
2: did you have any of the 12-inch figures? As a kid?
1: Not as a kid. No, I didn't even know they existed as a kid, to be quite honest.
2: Interesting. Uh, Chris, how about you? Um, same thing. I, I'm with Ryan
4: on this one. I, When I was a child, I didn't even uh, see any of these uh, on the shelves, so or at least I didn't uh, pay attention to them at all. So I never, never owned any of those. I,
0: I don't think I really blame these guys because they were a little younger, Jason, but mm-hmm. th- I think these were almost completely forgotten by the time, you know, Return of the Jedi came out, most definitely.
2: Um, I had two of the figures myself. I had Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker, but I didn't know a single other kid that had any of the 12-inch figures. They just did not seem to be very popular, at least with my group of friends. Gus, did you have any of these when you were growing up? Nope. I had a friend who had, like, one or two of them,
3: but, yeah, actually... I knew uh, you know people with Star Wars the small figures but the large figures was just a, a tough call. Yeah, I I'd, I'd, I'd never had them as a kid. Yeah, hey, you know Jason now
0: that I now that I think about it the uh, the our, our neighbors actually they were twins and and the girl um Missy she uh, she actually had these the the smaller action figures were a little bit more a little bit more fun to play with than say the 12 inch when when i was growing up which is which is kind of funny so the ones that i did play with were actually owned by our neighbor who happened to be a girl so maybe they kind of fit in with the whole barbie thing
2: certainly the the princess leia had some you know
0: barbie aspects
2: yeah with the rooted hair and the, the and the brush that she came with exactly Let's just roll, well, let's just roll down these figures one by one and, uh, we'll try to get a little bit of insight and just a little, a little bit of our thoughts about each one. Ryan, uh, you're a Darth Vader collector. What's your, uh, what's your thought on, on this one?
1: Uh, I think it's an awesome, uh, figure it, it, itself. I actually call these dolls, by the way. I've always, they're, they're that height. I've always said they're dolls, but, uh, whatever. Uh, anyway, um, when I, when I got into these in the 90s and I found out about the 12 inch, uh, the Darth Vader was one of the first 12 uh, inch I picked up. I found it at like an antique store for like 35 bucks with the lightsaber and cape and everything. And I was very impressed. I think it's a really cool doll or figure, whatever you want to call it. It's really tall. I mean, if you collect other 12 inch, it's it's about 15 inches, I believe, isn't it?
2: Yeah. That, well, that's what the that's what the catalog says. The, okay. uh, the, the, it's interesting. There was a catalog. You know, the Kenner catalog actually lists the height for each figure. Interesting. Yeah, and it, and, it, and it lists Darth Vader as being 15 inches. Now, the interesting thing is that the catalog lists Luke Skywalker as being uh, 11 and three-quarter inches tall, and it lists Ben Obi-Wan Kenobi as being 12 inches tall, and I put them side-by-side and I really can't see that quarter of an inch difference between the two. So oh. maybe they measured him with his uh, his hood on or something. His hood up. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know where they got <laughs> that. Gus, uh, what is your thought on the Luke Skywalker figure?
4: Well, the Luke is
2: was one of the best ones right like the the the
3: sculpt is great the accessories are just right on it came with a ton of stuff like and you know that luke is better than the ones hasbro did you know kenner slash hasbro did in the 90s at least the first several lukes Mm -hmm. they did so it was pretty amazing the late 70s they just nailed it on the Luke. i i think of that line that was that or the han were probably the best ones just the quality wise so I think they got it right. Things like the grappling hook were awesome that they had that, and then they had cloth accessories where they needed it, and plastic and other ones. And um, yeah, it, Luke is probably my favorite of the of the little of you know Luke 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 and Fett are among nice. my favorites. Mm-hmm.
2: And we have the Han Solo figure, and this is another really good one. Uh, cat, the Kenner catalog says he's 11 and three quarter inches tall, which is the same as Luke. Um, and I love the description in the in the Kenner catalog: the cynical and overconfident pilot of the Millennium Falcon spaceship. Uh, this one comes with some some nice accessories. He's got a you know a belt with a holster on it and a really cool blaster pistol and a medal like the the medal that he won at the or the medal that he received at the uh, Yavin ceremony. So this is this is this figure is really nice. He looks kind of boyish, a little maybe a little more boyish than uh, Harrison Ford looks, but uh, I'd say they did a good job on the sculpt. Yeah, um, the Princess Leia figure has, uh, I guess, what are known as star pups on the packaging. It's like a little um, piece of plastic that they put uh, underneath her hair to form that 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 uh, cinnamon bun look. Um, has anyone ever tried to redo Princess Leia's hair once once it's come loose? I I don't have hair this long mm-hmm. enough.
1: Um, you, I, sorry, I've never tried to put it back in. But when I bought my uh, my Leia, um, she didn't have her hair up in the star puffs. But uh, we have a local collector, Deanna, who actually puts them back up and in, into the the star puffs really, really well. And so she did mine, and it it looks really good. I had Deanna,
3: fix mine after a botched attempt doing it myself. But it, it um, like, basically the that plastic accessory is like a donut shaped thing, and the idea is the hair goes through that. And then out and around it. And then you put like a rubber band to make the bun. But, but Deanna does a way better job than, than I did. But I, I went to Home Depot and got little plastic rings that were actually pretty close to what the Kenner had. And, uh, and so you can actually, you know, if you find the dolls without the hair um, done properly, you can just buy those things and then, and try to kind of
2: master doing it yourself. Okay, and so also there is the uh, 15-inch Chewbacca. Chris, I know you don't collect these, but have you have you at least kind of looked at some of these?
4: You know, with all these vintage toys, especially the first few, you know, it's all about the packaging for me. You know, so I'm looking at the picture right now on the uh, the Star Wars Collectors Archive, and it just looks. Absolutely gorgeous. The figure itself, I know, doesn't appeal to me very much, but you know, the whole thing inside the package looks just brilliant.
2: Wasn't this based off the mold of the Bionic Bigfoot that Kenner did a couple of year, uh, about a year earlier? Kind
3: of. They, um, they uh, for Toy Fair, they Toy Fair catalog. They, I think it was more like they were rushing to market, and they did, hadn't sculpted Chewie yet, so they just painted up a Bionic Bigfoot to look like Chewbacca and put him in in a in a box. So that like the early. The Toy Fair photography, you can see a Bionic Bigfoot made to look like Chewbacca. It's kind of funny when you when you realize it's Bionic Bigfoot. Has anyone ever found that prototype? Not that one. I mean, I've I've found prototypes of Bionic Bigfoot. Um, mm. Like I had a hard copy of Bionic Bigfoot at one point that I ended up trading
2: somebody, but um, but not of as Chewbacca. I've never I've never heard of that surfacing. The Bionic Bigfoot as Chewbacca. So next we have the C three PO figure, which was um, pretty impressive. It looks a lot like the three and three quarter inch figure. You know, it is the only one,
3: though, that didn't come with an accessory. Like, you, you wouldn't think they'd get him, like, the palm <laughs> link or that little towel that he rubs himself
2: with
3: or something. <laughs> you know, he came with nothing. I mean, R2 had the Death Star plans, you know. Right. But uh, 3PO
4: got
0: kind of What a guess! That's a, that's a great accessory. You know, <laughs> Chewbacca with a uh, uh, crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> C3PO got comes with
2: a rubby towel <laughs> <laughs> they should do it he, you know with the um five points of articulation on him it'd probably be pretty it's pretty difficult for him to do anything yeah. but yeah i'm not always- ju-
0: jason i'm not sure what you really want him to do exactly he just stands there a lot but uh, actually i'm looking at i'm looking at the only one right now available on ebay as yeah. far as my search goes and yeah this guy looks pretty tarnished but Tarnish and all, he does. He's a great sculpt for what he was. Yeah, pretty, yeah, definitely. pretty
4: impressive. Yeah. I think they they they've always struggled with accessories for C3PO, even in the three and three quarter inch line with with the Hasbro figures. Um, I think most of the figures are not even able to hold any weapons, just the way that the hands are molded. Um, not all of them, but the majority of them.
0: Now that you know, now that Gus uh, mentioned the uh, little comlink in the Death Star scene, that's that's a re- actually a great uh, great idea. That would that would be a cool little accessory that
2: would be that would be something that i would lose before i got home yeah right yeah (laughs) come to think
1: of it i don't think 3po any 3po has ever come with that comic accessory
2: Mm -hmm. i know it
1: came with a 12 inch uh luke and stormtrooper disguise at one point but i've never seen it with a 3po it's kind of interesting how about with the towel Uh, no never with the towel (laughs) now would that
0: be a plastic molded towel or would that be a uh, soft soft goods towel Uh, interesting
1: Depend on how cheaply Hasbro could get one or the other, right? It's like, there
0: you go. They would do the
1: plastic one for
0: about
3: a week and then switch to the cloth one.
1: (laughs) Right. And they change
2: change the color on it, too. Yeah, three
0: people with vinyl towel.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And uh, next, standing at seven and a half inches tall, R2D2. Ryan, do you have uh, the Death Star plans? Yes, I do. In fact,. (laughs)
1: When I got my R2, I didn't even know that it was supposed to come with the Death Star plans. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a couple of years later, I was at uh, some somebody else's place, and, and they were showing that the Death Star plans were in there. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I, I don't know if mine has that. And so I went home and pushed the button on the front and opened the door. I was like, oh my gosh, they're all there. Yeah, I was totally shocked that I had those.
2: Now, can you just explain, just explain for people listening who may not know what, what th- this accessory actually looks like and what it does.
1: Um, well, they're little <laughs> parts or little little flat pieces of plastic with uh, stickers on them that are supposed to look like the Death Star plans, I guess. Mm-hmm. Not that we ever really saw them. But you push a button on the front of R2, and it's just like one of his panels on the front. A, a door on the back of him opens up, and you can slide these, uh, these plates right into uh, slots in, in the back of it. No thumb drives back
0: there. They're about the the size of, uh, if you were to compare these to like a person or the actual uh, size of R2, the real life R2, these are about the size of, uh, what, TV trays?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right?
2: (laughs) Yeah. You know, what's what's interesting about the R2 is that they kind of got the mold right on this one, whereas on the uh, three and three quarter inch one, you know, the dome doesn't quite look right.
0: Gonna start begging on the uh, the
1: the little guy again, are you? Well, huh? actually, you could go not a little not good bit enough bigger. for you. The uh, the remote control R two as well. They didn't quite get the dome right on that, but they nailed it on this twelve inch.
4: Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. does R two have a third leg? Does it doesn't look like it does it? No, no
0: it's no. it's just has two two legs. Just has one leg balances on it.
1: They didn't get around to a twelve inch droid factory to give us a three legged R two.
2: All right, uh, Ben, Obi one, Kenobi, Gus, what's your? Uh What's your thought on Obi-Wan? Yeah, I think it's one of
3: the better ones. Um, they gave him a yellow saber for some reason, which never really made any sense, but, but the, um, the sculpt is amazing. I mean, just great likeness of Alec Guinness, especially for that, e- that era, you know, and the, the, the cloak is, is wonderful. I never quite understood though why they gave him shorts. On the, like, so if you take yeah. all the clothes off, all the dolls, he's wearing one with painted shorts for some and, reason. But,
2: like, on that's, Luke, that's so
0: I can hit the swimming pool later, Gus. Yeah. You
2: don't understand. And, and Gus, like, the, these shorts are blue, aren't they? They're blue. It's like he's wearing a blue Speedo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, actually, I. I think that that blue, the blue dye they use on his blue shorts can be kind of hazardous to the uh, to the white robe. It can uh, some of that blue. I I think on mine, some of that blue kind of rubbed off a little bit on the on the white gown or robe or whatever, his Jedi robe.
0: When you said hazardous, I thought you were licking uh, Obi Wan's blue shorts. <laughs> <laughs> sorry,
2: I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna mute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
2: Gus, I, I
0: was, I knew. Jason, you asked me to be nice when Gus was here. I'm <laughs> sorry. Um,
2: Gus, I want to get back to what you're saying about the saber. Now they gave Obi Wan kind of a yellowish saber with like some handle on it, so it wouldn't fall off his hand. Yep. Right. And so, and then they gave Luke a blue saber with a kind of a similar hilt yeah which was um, the opposite colors of the small action figures which right is weird. now in any of your dealings I mean I'm, I know you've researched Kenner's you I mean you've done a ton of research uh, on Kenner products especially Star Wars any do you have any insight as to what's up with the savor colors yeah I've never I never gotten anything definitive on
3: it I mean so it's a little bit on speculation um, but I think that what I would speculate is that in the early days, and it really wasn't until the, until the mid-90s, we really didn't have a lot of great reference uh Star Wars. So licensees were in the same boat where they just weren't a lot of great pictures, particularly color pictures. And also in the first film, the colors of the sabers aren't as prominent except for Vader's like mm-hmm. Luke and Ben's. You really can't see them that the blue that much. Um, and so I, th- I think that they just didn't really know and they didn't have very good reference and, and they just wanted to give it some color. Um, and, and they, they were just kind of making it up, but, or, or they might have gotten some reference photos that showed those colors where somebody colored it in. But, um, but yeah, I'm not, I've never, at least I'm not aware of, of anyone ever kind of proving why, why they, they went with, you know, Luke and, and Ben with, Yellow and blue on the small figures, and then blue and yellow on the large figures. Flipping, flipping them. It never really made any sense. No. <laughs> do
0: you well, think, I think it might have been because stuff. of maybe adding variety for the colors? Maybe. Yeah, that could be. I yeah, that might be a possibility. I think, I know. I
2: think the lightsaber colors have just perplexed children for
0: decades. Anyway, mm. um, I, I definitely know a few collectors that still <laughs> can't understand it and I, do get. Do get quite yeah and, and outraged you know, there's actually a
2: pretty good YouTube video on the subject uh it's retro blasting
0: oh yeah that's that's Michael with retro blasting okay. if you guys haven't uh if you guys haven't checked out that video it's on it's on uh the video page at I grew up star dot com good stuff it's uh yeah. it's quite an insight and uh, it's a hilarious video you it is. you guys
2: will love it he, he he tries to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> All right. Next, the uh, Jawa eight-inch figure, uh, Chris. You gotta love this figure, right? The Jawa. Yeah.
4: Yeah, looks looks good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, wow. let me
0: ask you, Chris, Chris. I'm
4: convinced.
2: Did you have Did you have the vinyl caped or the cloth caped eight-inch Jawa? <laughs>
4: um, the the soft softest one.
2: <laughs> no, they they would have the, been interesting though if they would have made a vinyl <laughs> eight-inch Jawa. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. No, it wouldn't have been. It would have been really lame, actually.
1: Well, hey, guess a I guess I've vinyl cape for any of the rest of them either.
2: Right. Vader had
0: cloth cape. Obi Wan had a cloth cape. So. I'm going to stray from the 12 uh, inch line here and ask Gus a real quick question. Yeah. What do you think is uh, if you were if you were a kid back in 1978 and you saw you walked into a Kmart or a Payless or whatever and you saw a vinyl cape Jawa next to a cloth cape Jawa. Which one would the younger Gus go for? Not knowing anything about value or not knowing anything of that that garbage. Which one do you think you'd reach for?
3: I, I, you know, I'll tell you an honest answer. The younger Gus would have gotten both. Really?
0: Yeah, because I I did I
3: got you know when a Cantina Adventure set came out I got Blue Snaggletooth and then like a few months later I see a Red Snaggletooth I'm like oh they changed Snaggletooth buy the Snaggletooth or when they changed Hans head buy that like I. I would I I updated the, as I saw variations I actually would pick them up so I would have bought, got both. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah, but that's me. And I'm just
2: I cared about that at that time. <laughs> the uh the eight inch Jawa actually comes with some pretty decent accessories. It comes with a uh, the the blaster is pretty nice and uh, his little uh, the bandolier. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty nice, pretty nice set. Moving on the uh, stormtrooper twelve inch figure. Tom, what's your uh, what do you What are your thoughts on Stormy?
0: Uh, better than any of the figures I've seen lately on the shelves.
2: Oh, uh,
0: oh. boom, oh. bam, oh. zing! No, it's it's a great figure, and actually, I I do love this line, and I think uh, Stormtrooper is is up there with uh all the other figures as far as detail. They had a little bit of a you know a Barbie quality to all of them, but I think they were uh, I think they were all great. And uh, Stormtrooper was, you know, for what it was, the the smaller line of course was pretty I mean pretty boring as far as articulation, but most of them were were kind of the same thing, the five points of articulation. But no, actually that was this was four points of articulation because he couldn't move his head either. But uh, as far as detail goes, I think this one was was uh, pretty superb back in the day.
2: And do you think they should have uh, given him? Uh, do you think they should have separated his uh, his helmet, his um, head helmet, from his body, given him some articulation in the neck, or do you think it was okay to kind of leave him kind of similar to the three and three quarter inch figure?
0: You know, I've been I've been collecting these figures and playing with these figures since I was a kid. I really can't personally. I can't see these figures any other way than the way they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So right now. I mean the the 12 inch stormtrooper and the the little guy too they're they're perfect okay. for me they are yeah all right no no
2: complaints and then uh, the uh, final figure offered with the Star Wars line was the Boba Fett figure he was uh, 13 inches tall this is according to the Kenner catalog of course I haven't actually measured any of these figures but um well, he's this is a little
1: taller for sure
2: it, yeah um, he came with a, a a lot of accessories some. Uh extra articulation. Um Ryan, what's your take on him?
1: Um, I think it's an awesome figure. I mean, uh you, you just mentioned he had lots of accessories. When when I went to pick mine up, I'd bought one that had a broken leg and but it had this, you know, like I don't know, a backpack piece. And I bought another one that was that was whole and it had the belts. And I bought another one and it had the cape and, and you know so I I mine still isn't complete. I think I'm still missing the gun um and one of the jets or something like that, and that's it but i actually ended up buying several to to pick up all the pieces but uh, he comes with so much and it's it's really well done i mean it's still not dead on um you know representation of the uh the actual movie character in fact he has uh, the red gauntlet which of course we didn't see until jedi uh empire yes, the green one but um i also know i got into a conversation with some local people a couple years ago about his antenna piece and you know you could look through the back of his helmet and you could see uh see-through-his-helmet type of thing. They're like a little uh, fish-eye type of deal. And uh, there's something on... I can't remember if it was in a catalog or something. They call it a camel viewer. And uh, we weren't quite sure why he's viewing camels, but uh, that, that's what he's got, is a camel viewer.
2: Gus, what's your take on Boba Fett? The, the, uh, yeah, right? it was... I mean, um, yeah, I agree
3: with Ryan on the accessories were, were pretty awesome on it. So, you know, um, it, it does make you wonder about like how they can... Because he was kind of the end of the Star Wars line, beginning of the Empire line, and, uh, and, you know, just all the stuff he came with, of course, all the stuff people lost. Cause, uh, whatever, I, I bought a lot of collections, uh, especially in the 90s. And, you know, 80% of the time when you got a 12 inch bow with that, it, like it was, was going to be missing accessories. So, uh, the Wookiee, what, what we call the Wookiee scalps, although later been called Padawan braids, um, those things were always lost. And, you know, so you, you always lose the pieces. But yeah, I thought the accessories were amazing. And he was such a cool character.
0: Hey, Gus, can we just call them uh, Wookie Braids, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pat- hey, at least they... Uh, pa- yeah. Padawan Braids. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh.
1: Who calls them... I've never heard of... Gus, I don't want
0: to pull you into my uh, yeah, per- yeah. personal, personal <laughs> torment.
1: Well,
3: it was like... There was some interview of yeah. him to go all, you know, prequel fanboy. And there was this <laughs> some interview when they were doing, um, you know... I think it was uh, either a special edition or prequels or something where where Lucas said, oh, yeah, they're they're the Padawan braids. And people were like, oh, like all these years, you know, people had called them other things, didn't know what they were. And and he explained at some point um, years later, at least in the common knowledge about what those things were.
0: As he he was heading away from those fanboys, he was asking uh, the guy next to him, did they they fall for that crap? (laughs) Did Did they buy that? Oh, good. Okay, we'll just go with that then.
4: So now talking about the yeah, yeah, Boba Fett, talking about the Boba Fett colors, like like Ryan mentioned, the uh, the colors look really like they were used in uh, Return of the Jedi. Is that something that they had um, done intentionally at the time, or is that just a, a mistake? And then how, how did that come about? Because it really does look like the greenish, the bright greenish colors and all that. It does look more like the Return of the Jedi version. Now is that based off of like uh, you know actual you know production? Pictures that they did for Empire already, because that can't be right. So I'm kind of wondering how that how that came about that in Jedi they actually ended up using that kind of color scheme or close to it at least.
3: It's interesting. I never considered that. I mean, it seems like I would guess it's a coincidence, but I don't even never. No, I mean, I have a that reminds me of like there's a a piece I have from Kenner, which was um, we had acquired it from a Kenner employee who had sketches of the 12-inch figures as they were about to introduce them. So these are sketches from 1978 when they were designing the 12-inch figures. And uh, I ha- I, we divided up among friends all the different drawings, but I kept the Boba Fett one. And the Boba Fett one has him drawn as like a white stormtrooper, kind of, but, you know, in the Mandalorian armor, but but in white, mm-hmm. um, which was the original Joe Johnston concept for Boba Fett. So what was fascinating to me was... Boba Fett they were considering as early as 1978 and they were using those early conceptual sketches to make the toy before they would even made the movie or figured out what the character was going to look like in the movie. Kenner was already starting to design the toy and they were already in the kind of the pipeline with the conceptual art very early on. Um, and it's like the only representation I've ever seen of the early Johnston sketches of Boba Fett at Kenner.
0: That's awesome.
2: <laughs> Do you guys ever see the um, any clips? I think it's on... Some of the making of documentaries, they have some of the animatics, (coughs) animatic scenes for the um, speeder bike chase, and they use they use, um, I believe it's the uh, ten or thirteen inch Boba Fett. It looks like it, yeah. And and the uh, twelve inch uh, Princess Leia, and maybe the Luke as well. I'm not sure. Could be. Um, It's like it's like uh, you know, Lucasfilm actually you know used the figures as little models as they were um, doing some of the pre-production um, for well, Return of the Jedi. Have you
0: seen they, they sure seen did, that? yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I'm going to have to find out which, which uh, actual video that was.
2: I, I know part of it's on a VHS tape I have called uh, From Star Wars to Jedi.
1: That's what I was going to say. That's there, the thought. one I was thinking of, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, actually, bringing up a Lucasfilm using a Hasbro uh, 12-inch, I don't know if you were going to get to this later on or not, but um, they actually... Physically used uh, Hasbro 12-inch in another movie, it actually shows up on screen, and that's uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, where oh, right. they used the Han Solo doll when the um, when the Nazis are going into the Ark at the end, when everybody's melting, and uh, they have the f- the flame going up into the sky. If you look closely, one of those Nazis dolls is a uh, a Han Solo doll.
2: <laughs> Interesting, and that's just going to get to something else that I would I was going to bring up the Indiana Jones toy line the Raiders was it called the Raiders of, Raiders of the Raiders Lost Ark what was the Kenner toy line called for Indy was it was it was called Indiana Jones the toy line was um their Sorry, I had in- to go
1: look at it it's actually The Adventures of Indiana Jones
2: The Adventures of Indiana Jones okay so so speaking of the uh, of Indiana Jones in the Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, Kenner's toy line, The Adventures of Indiana Jones, had a twelve inch indie figure which used essentially the same you know, the exact same mold as the Han Solo figure. I think they just what did they maybe dye his hair a different color, maybe darker?
1: They actually changed the color of his eyes.
2: Yep. And is the hair color the same or did they change that too? Um I
1: think one's slightly
2: darker but For it's some not reason much I, much. I thought the indie one was darker. Yeah, there's some slight differences in the hair color
3: um I've seen it even, I think, in Han figures, some slight differences, and, and Luke figure, but, uh, but yeah, the eye color is the most distinctive change.
2: Yep. And uh, what's up with that hat? That's <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've I've never been able to get past that. You,
1: you know, when I bought <laughs> my uh, my twelve inch Indy, I actually it came with the hat, and I thought it was somebody's custom made hat because they'd lost the original hat, and so they made this crappy hat to put on him and. Uh, you know, when I actually found out it wasn't the real hat, I was like, "Really? Okay." <laughs>
0: well, there were a few deleted scenes where Indiana Jones was actually a hobo in the first couple of moments. <laughs> that would be and they, th- all right. That would okay. actually make
2: more sense. All right, so moving on from the Star Wars line, next was Empire Strikes Back, and oddly enough, uh, Kenner only put out one figure, uh, IG 88. I believe it's about 15 inches tall. I have never owned one of these, but I remember seeing one at a shopping mall in uh, Muskegon, Michigan, probably around probably 1980, and I kind of I, I did want it, but um, never got it, and never saw one again until probably the '90s when people started you know recollecting Star Wars figures. Uh, Gus, I'm pretty sure you have this figure. Um, what, what's your thought on this one?
3: Yeah, it was, I mean, like Boba Fett, it was uh, really detailed. I mean, he had these grenades on his bandolier and two different blasters, so it was it was kind of awesome. It was a huge figure, too. It was, the, you know, like among the tallest ones from the line. Yeah, and he was more articulated than the real IGV-8. The real ig 8 was like a freaking statue, you know? <laughs> it was just like, and this guy could actually move his arms, at least, and legs. But, uh, yeah, no, it was an awesome figure, and it actually looks a lot like the small figure, um, almost like perfect
2: match to the small figure. Gus, as far as the produced figures go, is this is this truly the hardest one to find? Yeah, yeah, definitely of the twelve, that
3: this one is the um, the hardest one to find complete. Um, they were pretty limited because um, they were only in the Empire boxes, um, and and very late in the line, so they're definitely the toughest of all of them.
2: And um, that's that brings up something interesting. When you say only in the Empire boxes, were any of the uh, Star Wars figures? from the large action figure line packaged in, in Empire boxes.
3: Yes. So Boba Fett was repackaged in Empire box. Mm-hmm. Um uh, in Australia people have found Vader and Stormtrooper and I think Chewbacca as well. Um so there's a, a few of them. I mean they made they did make production boxes for all the Empire uh, all these in Empire mm-hmm. uh, boxes. Um and I have I have flats of all of them all the whole set. But but the um but uh, as far as I know, the only ones that ever made it to market were uh, of the ones that had come out in Star Wars were Boba Fett, um, Stormtrooper, Vader, and Chewbacca. And, uh, yeah, the others I don't believe ever, ever made it into Empire packaging in stores.
2: The Empire
3: packaging must be quite a bit harder to find. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, very tough. I mean, you can occasionally see eBay listings where... People have the, the box ones they sold, and, and a few of them have turned up as box flats from Kenner employees. That's how I got mine from various mm-hmm. Kenner employees. In fact, I put a set together of all the 12-inch and Empire boxes, and as far as I know, it's the only set of them out there because no one else has found the Jawa and twelve uh, Empire but, Jawa. Wow, yeah. wow
2: that's, that's cool. cool.
3: That is pretty cool.
2: Yeah, it took yeah. many
3: years to put the set together, but, but
2: yeah, it was well worth it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and so that that wraps up the actual uh, produced figures for 12 inch. Now let's get into some of the more interesting things about this line, which is actually the unproduced items. And uh, earlier today, Gus, while I was uh, doing some research for the show... I was looking through a book called "Gus and Duncan's Guide to Star Wars Prototypes." Are you familiar Great with this? Thug, yeah.
0: Did you have Did you have something to do with that, Gus? Or?
2: <laughs> I, yeah, I, I phoned it in on that one, Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say, if you collect, if you're listening right now, if you collect Star Wars figures, you need to get this book. It is awesome.
0: Even if you don't collect Star Wars figures, you need to get this book.
2: Yes, you need to get this book. It has a lot of really good information. So looking at some of the the unproduced items, um, the first thing I noticed was the wind-up walking C-3PO, and man, I had no idea something like that was even on the table. Gus, what can you tell us about this? Yeah, there were, um,
3: I know there was a concept that they, you know, I I got one piece directly from a Kenner guy. and. I know Lisa Stevens has a piece also where like in, the feet. So the problem, the one I have actually winds up and walks. Uh, the legs will move and so on. And it looks like what they did is they took a twelve-inch C-3PO and then just messed with it and altered and put the mechanics in it to make the feet move when you crank the winder. Um, the one Lisa has has the, but the problem with mine is it stumbles when it walks. It just because the feet aren't designed. A lot of times, wind-up walking things have these kind of webbed feet kind of wider feet so they can walk. The one Lisa has has the feet, but I'm not sure hers winds up or whatever, but she's got a different kind of iteration on the concept. And as far as I know, those are the only two pieces I've ever seen related to the walking C-3PO. But we don't know much about it other than, you know, I think late in the line, they were just playing around with other concepts, and so there was just one idea, like make C-3PO walk, because as we discussed earlier, there isn't a whole lot to that figure, so they're
2: probably thinking, how can we make this much more interesting? When, when were these... And when was this, at least the first uh, version of this, when was it when was this discovered?
4: Seems the
2: oh, the, the wind-up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it seems really significant. Like. Yeah, it was um, it's
3: hard to say, you know proving when it was first discovered it's kind of tough like, I know, I, the first I knew about it was like about the mid to late, ni- I'd say late 90s is when this piece surfaced mm-hmm. um, whether somebody else had come across another piece or, or photos of this concept beforehand is hard to Peg, but but uh, that's the one I first heard about it, and and I, the first instance I'm aware of of somebody talking about it outside of
2: Kenner. And I'm I'm curious if you've ever made any um, videos of this actually walking or attempting to walk. If you've ever
3: no, I haven't, but I'm up for it. I, that's uh-huh. a good idea, actually. But it, it, it'll be funny to watch him walk because he'll take two steps and fall over because because <laughs> the thing is really <laughs> bad
2: at walking. Yeah, I th- I th- I think you should do it. Put it up on I, YouTube. I think it would be very. It'd be interesting, you know, for people to actually see what, you know, what they were trying to accomplish. Yeah,
3: that's a good, good idea. I gotta try that.
2: You know, maybe, but like maybe going to what we talked about earlier, maybe they were like, "Well, C three PO doesn't come with anything. Let's uh, maybe we can make them walk at least."
0: Um, yeah. and all they needed to do was just throw in a bath cloth. Come on, guys. I know.
2: Next. Unproduced uh, item I was looking at was the Luke Skywalker outfits. Looks like they made maybe th- was it is it three fatigue outfit, cer- ceremonial outfit, and X-wing pilot outfit. And I'm I'm just guessing that maybe these were going to be packaged just just the outfit alone and not on a figure. Um, Again, Gus, you'd, pro- that's you'd right. probably that's right. the only one to know.
3: Yeah, that's right. They were they were going to um, sell them. You know, they had made the dolls and they were going to kind of make outfits for them um you know like fashion dolls like you know a lot of the success of barbie and gi joe a lot of it was the accessories that you would sell and so they wanted to accessorize the line and have outfits for them and at least with luke they weren't too bad i mean the ceremonial outfit and the x-wing outfits are actually things he wore in the movie the fatigue outfit is you know kind of you could imagine maybe maybe something close to that in the movie so but uh but they were just trying to take some creative license on some of the outfits and uh and yeah, the original concept was to put these on cards and, and, uh, and sell them kind of, uh, you know, with
2: the, with the figures. And do you know, were these going to be released during the, um, Star Wars run or during the Empire run? Do you-
3: I think it was through the Star Wars run because there, there are some, um, there are, there's some imagery of packaging concepts that they were going to, um, that they were considering at that time. So, um so so I know I know that they were considering it at Star Wars
2: time frame and then they were also considering some Princess Leia outfits
3: yeah looks those, like go ahead those were wilder I mean they, they were just kind of you know just uh, you know like uh, she had like a you know like a snow Bunny outfit and a poncho outfit and just kind of like a disco outfit I mean it was just they went kind of all over the place and, and they, they actually have a lot of There's some ones that they made multiples of that were kind of the more finished concepts, and then there's some Mm -hmm. early ones that are even crazier with kind
2: of like um, bright, reflective materials and things like that.
0: Yeah, it's pretty foxy stuff.
2: And, Gus, you have some of these outfits in your collection, is
3: that correct? I do yeah so I have um I have the Luke so Luke, they made three different outfits for Luke and kind of the final concepts and then three different outfits for Leia and I have all those It uh, took me 11 years to put the whole set together but but uh but yeah I, I managed to find from different Kenner people all the different ones and they made maybe you know three or four samples of each outfit
2: but they're featured pretty prominently in in Kenner photography so so let me ask you when you were um, putting this collection together of, of the outfits, did you start with the photography and then start looking for the outfits? Is that kind of how it worked? Or
3: Yeah, I mean, um, the photography had been around. Um, you know, People had it in articles. Um, it was in Kenner File Photography. It got shared quite a bit. Um, and so it exists in various forms. Various sources had the photography. And I knew about the doll's. Um, from the, the official photos before anyone I knew had ever found one of them at all, but then over the years as we were kind of contacting Kenner people, they did surface and they, you know, of course, matched the stuff in the photography and they came from original sources. But we were aware of them before um, the actual dolls surfaced
2: in in those outfits. Wow, that's crazy! And um, had they gotten to the uh,
0: like the packaging phase of these accessories, or the, um, the, yeah, they
3: they had done mocks of the packaging. I mean, they were originally going to do. You know, just like show the character photo, um, like a photo of the doll in the outfit, and it was going to be on a card. So they had gotten pretty early. Um, the, the, the only problem, so part of the problem on, on this is like, there's also, as far as I know, there's only one source that's ever had um, imagery of it. And it, without kind of going in a rat hole on this, he was a fairly corrupt collector. Who surfaced imagery of it, and so uh hmm. but but it but he, I think he got it from an original Kenner source he had he had the imagery of of what the at least what the 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 packaging concept was going to be and uh, and basically, yeah, it was designed for Star Wars, it was going to be like on a card and and but that 's i 've not seen like for example proof cards of or anything further along in the process, so they may have killed it pretty early. Um, in the process, where they only had because the um, the prototypes themselves are all hand stitched. Like I'm not aware of ever having sent patterns to the factory and doing runs of the runs of the outfits. Um, you know, they they only made everything by hand, as far as I know, that surfaced around these these six different outfits. Um, so I don't think they got very far into the production. Interesting. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. Very interesting. Okay. And so so there are also some unproduced Empire Strikes Back. You know, and I'm not sure, Gus, maybe you can clarify if these were just outfits or figures. Han Solo, Hoth outfit, Luke Skywalker, Bespin outfit, Princess Leia, Bespin gown.
3: Yeah, they were going to be figures. So they were going to what they were going to do was um, update the Han, Luke and Leia from, you know, A New Hope. And they were going to throw them into... Um, into Empire Strikes Back boxes, update to, to outfits ahead in empire to, you know, cause kids would want to, you know, kind of get the more, most current film and all that. That was the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, cause I have box flats of these as well. Like, and, uh, and the idea was you'd, you'd have the figures with the accessories
2: in, in the box with the, with the doll in it. And, and again, there's, there's photos of these in your book. Um, and also, um, I believe you, you have, you have these on your website at uh, the SWCA.com. Yep.
3: Yeah, Yeah. I've got photos of these. I mean, I have, again, it took me years to find them, but I did find prototypes of all of these. So Han, Luke, and Leia, and then also found the boxes as well. Oh man. And, and, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty amazing. I mean, these, these are some of my favorite prototype pieces, you know, that Kenner ever ever considered because by this point, the quality of the 12 inch line was at a new level. Um, so, uh, you know, so yeah, they were, they were, they were pretty impressive. (laughs)
2: yeah the the first time i saw photos of these i think were in the 90s and i was just really amazed by by the look and i i was really disappointed that uh they were never actually produced because i would have i would have loved these figures chris you know i know you probably um you're um you, you don't collect 12-inch figures, and maybe, I don't know, maybe you think they're more like dolls, but...
4: No, I think I think I would have liked that, yeah. You know, it's just that at the time when, when I was a child, it, you know, those figures just... I don't know if they were not around or if they just didn't catch my eye, but I think if um, if they would have been on the shelf more dominantly, then, you know, it, I probably would have went... I uh, wanted some of those, and the, the Luke Bespin looks really cool, actually. Yeah. Um,
0: well, the, then again, you know, once once Return of the Jedi came around, I mean, these were all but these were all but gone by
2: that time. Back to the the the, the three figures that we mentioned: the Han Solo, Hoth, Luke Skywalker, Bespin, Princess Leia, Bespin. Gus, how did you go about just tracking these down? I mean, was it like a quest? Did you just like, what drove you to get these? Well,
3: you know, it, it, a lot of, I don't know, like I find a lot of times with collecting, it's a bit of, you know, setting a vision and a target of what you want to go for. And mm-hmm. it's a bit kind of going or, organically with what ha- what opportunities come up, you know. So I never really set out to get all of these. But it was one of those things like when once lightning is struck in the same place a few times, you're like, ah, let's try to get it to strike one more time, you know, and fi- finish the set out.
2: Mm-hmm. So it
3: was kind of one of those things like I knew they were out there. I picked up the Han first from from a, a guy who had uh, worked at Kenner, um, High Cat Line, who'd worked at Kenner, and he kind of ran kind of the sales office at Toy Fair and stuff. And uh, and he had kept the Han hot, and uh, I got it from him. And then, uh, you know, and then years later was able to get kind of the Luke, um, from a Kenner person, and then and then, and then then the Leia from another source. So it was just one of those things, like, once it got closer, like, just opportunities came up, you're like, all right, I'm going to try to really complete this line. Mm-hmm. Um, so it never really set out to do it. At first it was like, wow, I'm amazed if I even get the opportunity to get one example of one of these Empire figures. But, yeah, but these things are so incredibly rare. You know, you're talking three or four that were ever even made, you know. And, <laughs> uh, and so... Um, you know, so that, so it's like, you can't expect you're going to definitely get them, you know, ever. Uh, you know, and in fact, even opportunities to buy these, I think in the last decade, I'm not, I'm not even sure any of these have been sold by the ones that are out there in the last decade at all, like for any price. So. You know, it's one of those things like could just get lucky, right place at the right time, and then, you know, and, and we would see that, you know, I used to, you know, when in back in the day, you know, the, like late 90s, early, you know, just after 2000, we were kind of hitting up a lot of the Kenner people, trying to interview them and meet them and see what they had, and, you know, several Kenner people had these things, and so we would find them um, in Kenner, you know, like the Kenner people had saved um, but there aren't very many of those. I mean, there are other Kenner prototypes that are more plentiful than these things because these were all handmade. When um
2: when when a when a Kenner you know a Kenner employee would have these, did did they did you ever get the sense that they even did they have an understanding of how incredible these were? Yeah,
3: yeah no. Sometimes they do, you know. Uh, but you know, you know, some of the times they do. I mean, like the you know at the time, like for example, when I bought the Han Hoth, which is the first one I got. I mean, I paid a lot at the time. Like, but today's standards, it was a bargain. But, but at the time, it was a lot of money. You know. But sometimes, you know, they'll they'll put a figure out, an amount out there, and you're like, well, and it's actually very cheap by market amounts. And you know, you know, I usually try to pay them a fair amount for it. Um, but but yeah, I mean, um, it's so hard to price these things because there's so few out there. So a lot of times, at the time you're buying it, you might be the first person ever. A collector ever buying one of those examples. and so there's no benchmark set in the market yet. Um, mm. so you really don't know. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, um, some of them in hindsight were for a song, but it was who knew? You know, nowadays this stuff is really popular. and at the time, you know it wasn't as much pop, it wasn't that popular,
2: okay. and then, the the final figure from this line, which um, which is really interesting because it's it's a completely new sculpt, is the Lando Calrissian figure. Yeah, that one was was great. I mean, um, that one, uh, they,
3: yeah, they were they uh, they sculpted a, like a great likeness of Billy D. Williams. Um, and uh, you know, I've never actually found a complete figure for. That. I have the sculpt for his head, which is a pretty awesome piece. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, but I you know the actual doll itself, you know, uh, th- there aren't. I only know of one example out there, and it's not in very good condition. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a really uh, incredible piece, though. I mean, it had a lot of great accessories. I mean, you could just tell by the Empire era, the quality of these things was just you know over the
0: top. Do you have a painted example, Gus? I don't remember. No,
3: I have um I have a sculpt of the head, uh, a plaster sculpt of the head, which is kind of nice. And then I have the outfit um, without the cape, so I have this oh. nice outfit, but uh but I don't have a complete doll of her. Oh, that's just awesome. You know
1: what I find interesting about those that they never produce is that Leia, uh, Bespin Leia, that's the only time that they ever even came close to doing a 12-inch Bespin Leia. Hasbro never did a Bespin Leia at all, and yet, you know, it was considered like the first 15, if you will, way back when, and yet it's never been done again. Sideshow's never done one, Hasbro's never done one.
3: It's interesting because it's one of the best Leia. You know, it's like really a great Leia you know um, that outfit's wonderful. They gave her a gun, also. They got rid of the stupid hairbrush, and
1: uh, <laughs> you would think when give they Give, they did give her that, something useful. Yeah. At, at the, about the time that Episode One came out, when they did those um, those higher end twelve inch, like they did with those amandalas, mm-hmm. and they did the ceremonial Leia, that they could have hit a, a Bespin Leia in there too. Yeah. With the way her dress is, but uh, sadly they never did. Did applause ever? D- never mind. <laughs> Forget it.
0: Forget it. Forget it. <laughs> never yeah. mind. Yeah. Yeah. No, was, the perfect. person who did the
3: hairbrush must have been the person who did the Oscar Goldman briefcase at Kenner.
0: Oh.
3: That briefcase is awesome. What are you talking about? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I love that briefcase. Let's, get, let's see. Oscar Goldman, bureaucrat, for. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, OCI or whatever his organization? OSI. Let's take a briefcase so he can take his paperwork home.
2: <laughs> and it explodes! It explodes! How awesome it, is that? Maybe it was an exploding brush. Maybe that's what Leia had to explode. <laughs> it uh, is pretty. You, you know when you when you look at the photo that you um, that you used in your book of of the Leia, it it, it is pretty interesting how she she looks very in, angelic, and, yeah. and she's got this blaster just hanging off to the side. Yeah. <laughs>
0: What's not to like about that,
2: guys? She could have She probably could have used that if if uh, she would have had that in the film.
0: Right, and it's easy to blast those uh, stormtroopers because they can't move their damn heads. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's why they can't hit anything.
0: Exactly. No, I mean,
3: and the Leia was, you know, like, it, like they rerouted the doll's hair. I mean, they really. And all
2: out. That. that one was awesome. You know, even with the blaster, it's just, it's just great. Um, there's some, were there some like catalog photos of the Lando figure that actually did not use their Lando Calrissian sculpt, but used like a, uh, Kenner Hardy boys figure and they like painted it dark. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They, um, yeah, the Parker Stevenson,
3: they, um, <laughs> Is that it? They decided to paint him up as Lando when they were, uh, mocking it up for photography. I don't know what they were thinking with that, honestly. Like, <laughs> like you know, I mean, they could have picked any other character. I mean, Parker Stevenson doesn't look a thing like Billy D. Williams, but, but, uh, but yeah, they just painted Hardy Boys figure up for uh,
2: the photography. And I heard there's a prototype of that floating around. I don't know exactly who has it, but. So, guys, there's also some some international twelve inch figures that Kenner did not make, and well, I, I don't know if we can get into all of them. One one line that. Really fascinates me, although I've never um, owned any the the Lily Letty line. It had some interesting interesting uh, figures, including the R two D two, which looks like uh, kind of like the Kenner three and three quarter inch R two. Yes, definitely
3: ahead. based on it. I mean, it looks like they panographed a, um, a small R two D two to make make the Lily Letty R two. Um, and that's the only one of, of the Lily Letty twelve inch. That's the only one that appears to be made from the small action figures. But all yeah, all the lily Letty figures are different than the Kenner ones. Like not a single one is the same as as the Kenner ones. In fact, they even did a character that that Kenner didn't do,
2: which was the Tuscan Raider. I remember, um, and I think in the earlier mid '90s, um, some photos of that that their Tuscan Raider started to surface, and this was before Kenner slash Hasbro started putting the 12 inch figures out again. So it was like really like it was like wow, a 12 inch Tuscan Raider, and it was really like I think people really took notice of that. I mean, just like the, just, it seemed really special. Have you, do you have any of these figures?
3: I, I have, um, yeah, I have one, the R2, um, you know, at, at different points in collecting, you know, where you deciding on what to focus on, you know, I, I've had opportunities to get the whole set, but, um, haven't done that, um, but, but, uh, but I wanted one example. I really love the R2 because it was based on the small figure. Although the Tuscan Raider's pretty awesome as well. I have a mm-hmm. loose Tuscan Raider, but, but uh and a boxed R2. But yeah, there it's a tough set. I mean there's very few example boxed examples of these. Uh, it maybe, you know, less than half a dozen, I think, you know, and most for most of them. Around so um yeah, you know for a production toy that's pretty limited but yeah they're they're awesome I mean they most of them appear kind of cheaper quality uh, cheaper plastics and stuff they some of them reuse GI Joe accessories and things but it looks like Lily Letty just custom designed you know just made their own versions of of, of the uh, and produced them in Mexico and and uh, and so yeah they're you know whereas the other 12 inch figures the ones that Kenner did in the U S those were available. In Canada and in France and England and, and Australia, so they were available elsewhere. But but uh, but you know Mexico, they decided to
2: make make different ones. Okay,
0: looking um, at a picture of the uh, the <laughs> looking at a picture of the the Lily Letty uh, uh, Leia figure, and the face looks like. Do you remember those seventies kind of crochet dolls? Those kind of craft crochet dolls that, that yeah. old ladies would make. Yeah. Yeah, that's what kind of the face looks like. I'm I'm kind of side no, no, side no. track uh, <laughs> tracking here, but I thought it was kind of funny the the production maybe not the production value, but the uh, the I don't know if it's the quality something something's lacking a little bit in my opinion. But hey, these
3: are almost out of control too. Her like like a lot of times the hair is all over the place on these things.
0: Yeah, I wonder if they just kind of maybe used um, existing parts to make these characters maybe
3: yeah that could be i mean they definitely use some of the um bodies they had from like other doll lines so that might be and like they use some of the accessories were the same
0: yeah interesting interesting
3: gus is the lily letty stuff fully licensed yeah yeah no this is licensed stuff yeah it was um and it was and it, you know from from the first movie i'm not even sure you know, there wasn't a whole lot of stuff they did for the first movie, but they did do a 12 inch line. Um, but it was licensed. It's interesting. They used, um, also, if you notice the Star Wars logo they used, they had that really early Star Wars logo with the pointy W. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it's one of the very few, uh, you know, products from Star Wars that had that logo because, because most of the, those logos were purged before the film even came out. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, the, the, it's amazing packaging. It looks really gorgeous, but, um, but, uh, you know, very popular with collectors, but extremely tough to find. I mean, people in Mexico
2: can't even really find them in box. They mostly they find loose examples once in a while. Did Lily Letty have to work with Kenner to develop these, or did they just work with Lucasfilm? Or? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I don't know for A New
3: Hope if the first release that they worked with Kenner at all. Because, I mean, they had the R2-D2, but
2: mm-hmm. I don't
3: know... If that was a coordination with Kenner, or they just panographed an R two figure, mm-hmm. um, because by by Empire Strikes Back, so they did release small size figures for Empire and Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So by then they were they were releasing basically the Kenner figures um, in lily Letty packaging, but but for the first film, it wasn't clear to me that they were actually working with Kenner.
2: Are there any other uh, international figures that really stand out from the U S figures that you can think of?
3: Yeah, of the twelve inch line, I mean they 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 did come in like. McCano and Denny's Fisher in the UK and Toltoys Toys and you know, so all, you know, some of the different licensees, you know, or you know, or the the affiliates, Kenner affiliates had it, but yeah, the, um, you know, really, yeah, and n- nothing out there. I mean, other than it's just different packaging, and then in Australia they had a couple of them in Empire Strikes Back packaging. Mm-hmm.
2: It's the new Boba Fett Star Wars large size action figure from Kenner. Darth Vader sold separately. Capture them alive! I'm the
0: best galaxy that's why you got the job
2: boba fett has a see-through helmet with play rangefinder to locate your objective you can move his legs knees arms even wrists and elbows his backpack unit is removable you have your mission
3: good luck
2: i don't need luck i'm the best new boba fett star wars large size action figure from kenner darth vader sold separately so tom I'm going to ask you what is yes. your, least, what's your least favorite 12-inch figure, and then followed by what's your favorite 12-inch figures. And this is these are uh-huh. of the produced figures.
0: Okay, uh, least favorite I would probably say is the Jawa. What? Not really. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Jawa. <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna explain. Okay. Uh, Jawa. It's kind of the most boring of the lot, mm-hmm. in my opinion. mm Hmm. He comes with the best I'm, coolest accessories probably. Yeah. Well, okay, that's your opinion. Okay, just calm <laughs> down. <laughs> no,
2: I, actually and, think uh,
0: does. I would probably say that Han Han Solo is maybe my
2: favorite. Because of the metal. <laughs> because <laughs> of the metal, yeah, for sure.
0: No, it's just a great figure, I mean, once again. You know our main three characters looked a little Barbie-ish, kind of Ken-ish, but <laughs> hey, they were they were great. Um, I'm gonna actually, you know, my first, my favorite probably is the the three heroes all together at the same time. Mm-hmm. Luke, Luke, uh, kind of cheating. Uh, Luke, uh, Han, and uh, Princess Leia. Those yeah. are those are some great great figures from this
2: line. Gus, you said you said you. Um have acquired quite a few collections. how how often did that metal turn up with Han Solo when you when you would find twelve inch Hongs? Yeah, I
3: would say about a third of the time. A third. Years later, yeah, it was pretty tough. That thing mm-hmm. was lost so quickly. Yeah. So, and then the the blaster was frequently lost. The belt, and the blaster were frequently
2: lost. But yeah, um, the metal was was the, definitely the toughest accessory on that. Ryan, what would you what would you say is your least favorite twelve inch figure, and in, and probably your your favorite twelve inch figure?
0: I I can't wait for this. Go ahead, Ryan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whatever, Tom. Come on, Ryan. Uh, we're uh, waiting, Ryan.
1: Least favorite, I, I had to think on this because I love the vintage 12 inch line. Um when I found out about them and collected them all, uh, it really got me into 12 inch and then when Hasbro did their 12 inch, I, I got into all of those as well. i just, I love the scale. And so, I, I wouldn't say there's any that I don't like. If I would have to pick a least favorite, it might be the C3PO. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if you came with the space towel or the, uh, <laughs> <kind of reference. laughs> uh, I Probably the 3PO. And as far as best one, um, I think that Boba Fett is just awesome. Uh, it, it has more articulation than any of the other 12-inch. Uh, um, all the different accessories, all the things it did, it's just an awesome uh, figure.
2: Okay. Chris?
4: <laughs> uh, no, I would say my least favorite would probably be um, Princess Leia. Uh, just not not feeling her mm-hmm. at all, like the, the bonds and everything. Um, What's that? No, you're not, you're <laughs> not
0: feeling. You're not feeling your buns. What's going on? Um, it's just. A it's little getting super, late, guys. It's I'm just sorry. a little too be...
4: early for me. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like. Um, yeah, I'm just just not feeling it. But I'm um, looking at the uh, the Ben Kenobi figure. That looks fantastic. And it looks like the head sculpt is really really well done. And even the hood seems to like fall just right where he kind of covers his face a little, you know? Um, so I think they did a really good job on that. So I would say that's my favorite
2: Gus, uh, your favorite 12 inch or I'm sorry, your least favorite 12 inch figure followed by your favorite. Yeah. I mean, as I
3: kind of said earlier, the three PO is probably my least favorite just mm-hmm. because it didn't really do a whole lot. It wasn't articulated very much. And, uh, didn't have any accessories or anything and you know i'd say my favorite was the luke just i thought they did just a great job on on accessorizing him and his outfit and all that so uh yeah but they're both you know even the line isn't too bad i mean you know it it actually even the stuff that came it blows away the stuff they came out with later so you know um (laughs) think about it back in the day they did a great job on this line even the worst figures not not so bad so
4: how good of a how good of a job did they do with the scale because jason you mentioned that the uh Veda was about fifteen inches, so he was taller than the rest, right?
2: Right, quite a so bit. So was
4: Luke then a little shorter than the other figures? And how how was R two in comparison?
2: Uh yeah. I think they did a reasonably good job on the scale. It's interesting, um C three PO is just a little bit taller than Luke and in, in the film, uh does anyone know who's taller, Luke or C three PO? I thought they were
1: about the same height.
2: About the same height? I thought yeah. so. Um and Leia's in qu- and, and, and 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 I imagine Carrie Fisher is quite a bit shorter than than uh, Mark Hamill, right? Right. So, in the figure, she's about the same height. She's maybe just a little bit shorter. The Vader really does. T- the Vader and the Chewbacca do tower over the other figures, but um, I think it looks good. I think it looks right. The IG88
1: towers way over them too. It's it's pretty tall.
2: I mean, when you reflect on it, you really realize
3: like how lame the collector series line was in 95, you know, cause it's like the, you know, Kenner got these different scales of figures. They had this detail. I mean, they really just nailed it with these figures with much earlier toy technology. And it really took them. It, it took them to like, past year 2000, I mean, you're, you're, you are you you got to be like, I think at least circa 2002 before you started to get 12 inch figures that even started to kind of resemble the figures again, the actual characters again. So, um, I mean, they, they really did, were way ahead of their time in, in, in doing this.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, if you go back and look at those early Hasbro ones, the Vader and the Fett had tiny, tiny helmets. It made no sense. And, uh, about the only thing I thought the Hasbro things did right was uh, a lot of the clothing was pretty good, but, the sculpts were not as good. I I agree with you guys.
3: Heads were terrible. They were all twelve inch. You know, yes.
1: Vader the was sculpt.
2: the same height as Luke. I mean it was ridiculous, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like mm-hmm. these guys, you know Yeah. <laughs> it is it is interesting how they could get it. They really could get it so right the first time and the original Vader, that the, the helmet is, is very impressive. I just such a cool design. Yeah. Great great
0: well, job. Great job, Kenner,
4: for sure. Do you guys remember what they retailed for? Because You know, Hasbro is releasing these 12-inch figures now, which are like totally for children, five points of articulation, they're about $10, and they're really just marketing towards the kids. Now, were those figures which were just purely marketed towards kids, or was there something like a collector's kind of thing going on back then already as well?
2: Well, the figures were selling for about, from what I'm looking at through some of these older catalogs, they were selling for about $10, which is... I remember them were around
3: fifteen or twenty in some places too. Oh. Like ten ten was like the cheapest. I they were
0: expensive. Chris, yeah. I think I think these were by no means collectors series. These were toys for kids. They they I don't think they were even considering
2: any of that nonsense yet. Just for the record, my favorite twelve inch figure is Darth Vader. It was the first one I had as a kid as well. Even though well I really only had two, Darth and Luke. And least favorite was Stormtrooper. Um I just feel like they didn't really try that hard on him. He looks just like a little one, kind of blown up. I feel like they could have done something else. I don't know.
1: Huh?
0: He's well, still cool. Well, and, like, I kind
2: of like him. It's hard. It's hard to. Be, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, he does have the little rope, so you can uh, holster his gun on him too. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. Are you thinking that rope's a great feature? I thought the rope's <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm
1: not. <laughs> I'm just saying there, he had something. You know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not even a rope. That's
0: like a string. I mean, actually, it's it's too bad that the stormtrooper didn't come with the smaller, you know, the smaller imperial blaster instead of the
2: big rifle thing. Uh, Interesting enough, they really didn't do any cantina creatures for the ten or twelve inch line, which seems odd to me because, I mean, that was they were so popular. Gus, did you have any insight onto maybe some other characters that they thought about doing? You. No, um, I'd have to think back. I, I'm
3: not aware of others besides the ones we talked about the in prototype form. Um, so I don't think I've seen any lists of other characters they considered. I mean, I would I would speculate that the, you know that with 12 inch figures, they weren't the kind of line that people would collect all of them. So they were the ones where people have like a favorite character and then they'd accessorize with it you know, that's how kids would play with them. You wouldn't you know when kids had GI Joe's or Barbies they would have like a couple of them and then just get a bunch of accessories. So, you know, something like Walrus Man, you know, it wasn't like a character a kid was like I like Walrus Man. He's my favorite. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. like you know they were gonna get like Walrus Man in like flight suit and Walrus Man in like scuba gear or something. So <laughs> so you know they, they I think they were going with main characters that you know you could you could eventually accessorize or that. Well, you
0: know, we we did get Hammerhead and Granny bathing suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. He was
2: borrowing Akmina's outfit that day. That's there. right.
0: Ooh, Akmina, yeah.
2: And Gus, do you know if they had ever planned on doing any um, vehicles for these large size figures? Yeah, I don't think they were. I'm not aware of any attempt to do vehicles. Although that would have been pretty awesome.
0: Jason, this obviously kind of falls right in with the uh, first 12 figures. I mean, minus the Boba Fett and the IG-88, of course. Right. Yeah, so. I mean, the first 12, of course, were the uh, most popular and the ones that made the most sense at the time, I would suspect.
3: But it is, it is a weird question. Cra- I mean, like, you think about it, like, they made Death Squad Commander and Small Figure. Why didn't they make a large size, made Tuscan Raider? But then here they went ahead and made, like, you know, IG88.
2: You know, it's just, it, it does seem a bit random. And it doesn't seem like they pushed these large size figures too hard at retail. You know, maybe they did, but I just did not rem- I just don't remember seeing them around much. Maybe I just wasn't looking for them. Gus, do you remember any, like, large displays of these in the 70s? I don't remember displays,
3: but I remember I remember seeing them in a bunch of stores. I mean, they were around. You know, I, I, my recollection. I mean, I you know I didn't buy them because they were expensive. I mean, I just couldn't afford them. You know, so it was like you know. And then the small action figures just dominated. So it was like you can imagine you're in Kenner's shoes and like this stuff's expensive to make. It's you know it's probably not even as high a margin. And you know why make them when you know, the small figures which you can just crank out. You know they're just they're just like printing money on the small figures. So. Um, you know, so these were, I mean, I think they were doing these more because that's what was expected of action figures at the time. You know, they, Kenner had done it with $6 million man and a few other lines and, uh, G.I. Joe of course had done it. And so, uh, but, but I don't think anyone had anticipated
2: the success of the small figures. So they were just trying to cover their bases, you think? Yeah. yeah. They were trying to hit different scales. There's a, um, a Kenner booklet, um, that I, I believe it came with some of the vehicles and, and maybe some of the playsets, which which uh, it just says cash refunds on the front um, with some of the 12-inch figures and a TIE fighter, a Darth Vader TIE fighter, and an uh, X-Wing fighter featured on the front. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about, this, yeah. this catalog? And uh, it's kind of interesting because it really puts um, the 12-inch figures like up front, which is kind of um, unlike a lot of the other... Promotional things that I've seen. When you open it up, and the first page is like a big five of the, the large size 12-inch scale figures. It's funny because like it says large size action figures out of sight, large size action figures from outer space. Do you remember this line ending? Like, do you remember consciously realizing that they were not making any more of these figures?
3: Um, not really. I mean, I think it, they just kind of quietly phased it out. I mean, I remember the ads for the IG88. I don't remember if I saw IG88 in stores, but but yeah, I think it just kind of faded away. And then at some point, I was like, "Hey, what happened to the large size figures?" But mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I remember remember the time though. I was hoping they'd do Amigos scaled figures because I had collected Amigos prior to this, and, mm-hmm. and it, I think an eight inch figure line would have been perfect for Star Wars. You know, something they should still do actually. But
2: yeah, yeah I, you know, there's um, there's a site called the Amigo Museum, which is a really great site if you're into collecting Amigos, yeah. and and they have a they have a discussion forum on there, and it comes up often where. You know, a lot of Amigo collectors really wish they would have done Star Wars figures. And a lot of the Amigo, well, I don't know if it's a lot, but some of the Amigo collectors really are holding out hope that maybe Lucasfilm or Disney will, will license these out to a company to make these Amigo size, or maybe Hasbro would do it. yes, they had done the Amigo size, it would have been
3: more affordable. You know, Amigo mm-hmm. was at this point where you could own multiple of them. You know, as a kid, it was like owning one of these was, it's, I mean, I don't know, you know, I didn't have a lot to spend on toys as a kid, and it's like, you know, I and I you know didn't know many people who had these things. They were so expensive, but it's like Migos would have been great for these. And you could have done vehicles too.
2: Now with the three three quarter inch line, I think a lot of us saw towards the end of the line where they would they were kind of blowing these out. You know, selling you know selling the the, the smaller figures for just like insanely low prices, just trying to get rid of them. Tom or Ryan or Gus do do any. Do any of you guys remember anything like that with the 12-inch figures?
0: Uh no, I do not. Not not for me. <laughs> I
3: don't think I don't think they yeah, I don't think they were had a problem getting rid of the last few. I don't think they made them in big enough quantities that was an issue.
0: I honestly don't remember why I didn't get more of these, really. I mean, looking at them, they're so great and the paint apps are so nice and I would have probably loved more as a kid. I can't really understand why I didn't have more of these figures.
2: Are you thinking about maybe starting to collect some of these, Tom? I mean, this is kind of your thing. You collect, you know, the Star Wars. It's stuff. the
0: Star Wars stuff. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would. Th- I'm. I'm thinking about it.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, Gus, how hard are these to find in really good uh, condition, uh, still packaged?
0: I mean, they're out
3: there, but now you have to. Unfortunately, I mean, I think uh, depending on what your views on AFA grading and stuff. Because things now are frequently graded in high condition, it's hard to find them in great boxes for a decent price. Because generally, the high grade stuff gets graded by AFA, and then that puts it in a whole other place. And so, yeah, I mean, you can find them. You can find the loose. You can find the box. Uh, they're out there. They're, they made enough of them that they're they're in circulation. Um, but but uh, it's you know it's hard to find them complete. It's hard to find them in great shape. Like try to find a mint loose Stormtrooper is, is a tough proposition. Like, I bought a lot of collections before I found a nice one that was loose. So, you know, and the boxes get damaged so easily. They got that flap, which frequently got folded, especially for anybody who kept it for decades. You know, they would generally fold them.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So uh, so they're tough to find in great condition.
0: Yeah. They seem to yellow. The, the white figures, the R2 and the Stormtrooper, seem to yellow pretty Frequently and
1: definitely,
0: yeah, yeah, it's kind of a mess. There's Too, a too, too bad too.
4: There's a Boba Fett on eBay, AFA eighty for four thousand dollars right now.
2: Good God! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Chris, what, Forget what, what? about that. What box is he in? Star Wars or Empire? Empire. Ah. Yeah, Empire box is tougher. Gus, would you consider the RCR two part of the 12 no. inch line?
3: No. I've heard people usually who are trying to sell at our radio controller to argue that it's part of the line. Oh, you can't complete the line unless you get that. But it really wasn't marketed as part of the line. Like it, mm-hmm. it is not part of the line. I mean, Kenner did not view it as part of the set of those. It was sold as a separate product, so it really
2: is not part of the 12-inch line. Gus, what are some final thoughts on the Kenner 12-inch line of action figures?
3: I mean, yeah, I like. I think similar to... You guys, you know, I didn't collect them as a kid, but this is one of those things that people, when they went back to vintage as, as an adult, you know, found way more interesting. It's like, why didn't I collect this as a kid? And that was kind of my reaction. I never had it as a kid, but... Later on, I was like, this is arguably the best stuff Kenner made of that era. Um, so, yeah, I love this line. I thought it was amazing. Um, too bad I didn't appreciate it in the day, but but uh, but, it, but it was um, extremely well made, way ahead of its time. The packaging was brilliant. Yeah, I kind of wish they'd done more characters.
2: It would have been, would have been awesome. All right. Well, I think that does it for our show tonight. Remember, you can contact us at galaxyoftoys at gmail.com. Facebook, facebook.com slash Galaxy of Toys. We always like your comments and feedback, so make sure you let us know what you think. I would like to thank the co-hosts tonight. As usual, Tom from igrewupestarwars.com. Thank you, Tom.
0: Thanks, Jason. I want to throw out a uh, quick little uh, hey to my friends at Retro Blasting. Hi, guys.
2: (laughs) All right. And How do you find those guys at Retro Blasting?
0: uh retroblasting.com and they can also be found on retroblasting in the facebook pages the ba-
2: pages of face.
0: Oh, okay. Go go check them out and uh, i grew up starwars.com
4: too. Thanks.
2: And from jedibusiness.com, Chris B. Thanks again, Chris. Well, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Thanks. And our good friend Ryan, Ryan, thank you. As always, thanks for having me. Hey Ryan, are you going to put any uh pictures of these 12-inch figures on our facebook page? Uh, I can. Okay, I think you should get on that
1: okay I do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
2: kidding if you have if you if you if you're able I have uh, actually I have them all set up like just to try to get me up for the show. I like set them all up around the computer and around the desk, so maybe I'll snap some photos of them <laughs> and Gus, thanks so much for joining the show and shedding some insight on the 12 inch line. yeah, thanks for having me on and uh how can people can people get in touch with you if, if they want if they have questions or
3: yeah um. Basically, um, the best way is if they contact me at gus at the swca.com, so the Star Wars Collectors it's mm-hmm. the, so it's T-H-E-S-W-C-A.com, so email me there, and
0: they can reach me. Okay, great. If you haven't been to swca.com what is wrong with you people go there now. go there
2: now <laughs> right definitely definitely and if you're um, interested in the 12 inch figures and just vintage figures in general there's also a pretty, uh, there's also a podcast put on by this wCA.com uh, the kivecast so check that out too bunch of good guys well it's getting late isn't it Let's find Ekmina, and it's a uh, good night but not goodbye just one more round friend then a homeward bound friend don't forget me in your dreams
3: just one more song friend and then so long friend the nights get shorter it seems